Welcome to the Odyssey Podcasts. This is Jean Cavellos, Director of the Odyssey Writing Workshop's Charitable Trust. The Odyssey Writing Workshop is an intensive six-week program for writers of fantasy, science fiction, and horror whose work is approaching publication quality, and for published writers who want to improve their work. Odyssey is held each summer on the campus of St. Anselm College in Manchester, New Hampshire. Adult writers from all over the world apply. Only 15 are admitted. Top authors, editors, and agents serve as guest lecturers. For more information, visit www.odysseyworkshop.org. Podcast 83 is an excerpt from a lecture by Ellen Kushner and Delia Sherman at Odyssey 2014 on characterization. This excerpt will be continued in Podcast 84. The text of this recording is copyright 2014 by Ellen Kushner and Delia Sherman. The sound recording is copyright 2015 by Odyssey Writing Workshop's Charitable Trust. With the whole notion of what makes a person an individual in your life. Because write what you know can be very, very, very broadly applied and is sometimes inadequately applied. And you think write what you know means write the facts that you know. Whereas to me, write what you know means write what your heart and your gut know. And if you honor and respect that, you'll often get deeper, truer writing than if you try to write like a writer or if you try to write the way that you've been told. Which is not to say you shouldn't take good advice when you hear it, but there, there are things you know as a human being, and you really need to bring that human being to your writing. And I think sometimes when we get really fussed about what it is that we are supposed to do as a writer, we kind of lose sight of that human being who not only wanted to write in the first place, but knows stuff. You all know stuff. And you all know different stuff. You've all had different experiences. You have different reactions to the exact same sort of person. And that's what makes you you, and that's what makes your writing yours. And that's what makes your particular insights into character relevant. For instance, you know what it's like to meet someone. When you meet somebody, you process the external cues that you get from them. And you make a judgment based on the way they're dressed, how they talk, what they like to talk about. It's a very superficial thing that they have a certain amount, that they either have control over or they don't, but you make assumptions about that person, and that's the first layer. If you're stuck with them in an elevator for 45 minutes, probably you'll start telling funny stories about being caught in an elevator or being in a similar circumstance, and when you leave that elevator, you will know more about them. You will know how they deal with stress, you will know probably certain things about their life that, that has something to do with that situation. But you don't know a whole lot, but you know a little bit more than how they're dressed. If you're stuck with them at Odyssey for six weeks in an extremely high-pressure situation, you get to know a lot more about them. You know about their context, you know where they come from, and you really know how they deal with various stressful circumstances. All of that is completely applicable to space, to another world that you have made up, to anything, because it's human beings in a situation. 
that is like that. And you have to have all of the layers. You can't just have the external ones. You can't just have the superficial ones. You've got to have the individual ones that include stuff about their background as well. So getting back to kind of how you connect with that part of you. I mean, how do you size someone up? How do you decide if you like them or not? How do you get to know them better if you want to get to know them better? You may not even like them and you might want to get to know them better. Just think about you as an individual. And I think the answers to everybody would be different and I don't want to hear them out loud. How do you figure out who somebody is? So think for a minute about people you like and people you don't like and why you like and don't like them. Are you thinking about that? Think about a specific person. Think about a specific person you really can't stand. And what is it about them that makes you really not like to be around them, not like to talk to them, find them okay sometimes, but every now and then they'll do something that drives you mad. Now think of a character who is not them, but who has some of those qualities. No, no, make up someone. Like invent someone in your brain right now who you could write about. They could be the main character. They could be a walk-on person who annoys your protagonist. Now, how would you do that as a writer? Let's say it's a walk-on character. Let's say it's not a main character. It's somebody who turns up when you need someone unpleasant to be unpleasant to your main character. Now, rather than having that person just be a walk-on who does a bad thing, how can you make me feel in 10 lines of TypeScript that a real person has just come on and been annoying <laughs> or un unpleasant in any way? Anyway not just by superficial actions, but that this is a person who has their own life, has their own motivations, you know, wants lunch, whatever. Because we put a lot of focus on making the main character believable and real, and I think that that is very important. But I also just want in your brain that everybody has to be real in your stories. My favorite example of that, who's a writer that everybody, when I was in college, everybody was reading, and probably now you've never heard of, she's a historical novelist named Dorothy Dunnett. D-U-N-N-E-T-T, -T -T. and these fantastic series of six books of 600 pages each that are basically one giant novel. But I learned a huge amount from writing from her because I noticed even in the first book that every single person who walks on, even if all they're doing is holding the horse for the hero, is, is a real person. And I'm still trying to figure out how she did that. Actually, one way she does it she does it by having those characters interact, however briefly, with one of the major characters. And by the quality of that interaction, it's not just, yes, my lord, or no, my lord. There's, there's always something, because the, her main characters are people who, who do interact with the people around them. And so the quality of that interaction, whether it's a reaction of fear, or whether it's a reaction of, of clear adoration, um, and most of her characters elicit one of those two responses, you can tell something not only about the main character, but about the, the secondary character, or the, the spear carrier who is making it. But there's some way in which that person holding the horse is different from the guy next to him who might be holding the horse. Think about the people that you know. Think about yourself. Think about asking any one person in this class a question, a really easy question, like, what did you have for breakfast? Actually, let's, let's do that now, just for fun. Okay, what did you have for breakfast? Uh, like a smoothie thing with coffee. What did you have for breakfast? Oatmeal. What did you have for breakfast? Eggs and a mango that had been rotting, and so I had to cut all the rotten stuff out. I was afraid it was bad. So if I 
I'm not here later today. You'll know why. <laughs> Olivia, what did you have for breakfast? Coffee. Delia, what did you have for breakfast? A plastic omelet wrapped around some really plastic cheese <laughs> with ketchup. It was evil, but good. <laughs> you guys get it? Okay, very good. Questions or comments so far? Yes. Uh, writing introverted characters when they're not going to say much and their body language is not going to show much. What, what are some tips for that? Well, you kind of have to spend some time in their heads. You can't write them from the outside. You, you have to proceed inside them. I, I love introverted characters, which is why I'm jumping up and down, because I'm, I'm a very gregarious introvert <laughs> with, a, with a subset of performer stuff, in me, which is why I'm sitting up here and talking to you and not cowering under the bench. Um, but a lot will go on inside that character, and you're going to have to get into the character's head or else they will be as null to the reader as they are to the people around them because they're not going to have a whole lot of reaction and sometimes their reactions are not going to be readable by the characters around them but but there's something going on in their heads and you kind of have to find a way of showing it well and again is that your main character that's part of my question i guess the introvert and a secondary character the introvert you can have an introverted character who is a secondary character if their interactions with the main character bring them out, some, make them behave in ways that they themselves find uncharacteristic. Or they're introverted and they're a pain in the butt because you can't get anything out of them and you're constantly trying to get something out of them. I mean, it depends on their function in the story. Yeah. Right? All we're trying to do is, is, is show a character and make them work on the page and make them real. Shall we segue into Sherlock Holmes? This is the end of part one. For part two, listen to podcast 83. The text of this recording is copyright 2014 by Alan Kushner and Delia Sherman. The sound recording is copyright 2015 by Odyssey Writing Workshops Charitable Trust.